Chapter Ten of the Red Cross Girls with Pershing to Victory by Margaret Vandercook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The talk was Sonya. But, my dear child, surely you must see my position. The Red Cross unit of which I am a member has asked the hospitality of your country in order that we may care for a number of our ill soldiers until they are sufficiently recovered to be sent away. I am deeply sorry and troubled for you. But how can I show my appreciation of the courtesy, and I know our continued presence in Luxembourg has been an embarrassment, by a betrayal of confidence? It would be a betrayal if I were to aid you in getting away from your home and country without your father's knowledge. In a way, it would not only be a personal discourtesy and deceit, there might even be international difficulties. You are related to the Grand Ducal family, while I, well, very unimportant persons can make important difficulties these days. So I am afraid I must refuse what you ask. But surely, if you speak plainly to your father and make him understand your feeling in the matter, he will not demand a sacrifice of your youth and happiness. Of course, I don't know the laws or the customs of your country, but an enforced marriage these days appears as an impossibility. It is not a question of law or custom, Mrs. Clark. Only in reigning families are marriages actually arranged, the Countess Charlotta answered. Of course you know, however, that in Germany the consent of the parents to a marriage is almost essential, and my father is German-born and was brought up in Germany, coming to Luxembourg when he was near middle age. But I am not trying to pretend to you that I am actually being forced into this marriage, since, in the end, in spite of my pretense of bravery, it will be my own cowardice which will condemn me to it. I simply do not feel I can go on living at home with my father and aunt if I refuse my consent. All my life I have been a disappointment to them, and the atmosphere of our existence has been one long disagreement with antagonism between us on every possible subject. You see, I have a good deal of money in my own right, and the man my father wishes me to marry is an old friend of his who has lost his fortune through the war. My father is very bitter over the result of the war, even if he may be forced to pretend otherwise. I think he wishes to give my fortune to his friend as much as he wishes to see me a proper German wife. But don't worry about me, Mrs. Clark. I do see your point of view, and I am sorry to have troubled you. It was past the usual hour of bedtime in the Red Cross Hospital, and Sonia had come in to talk to the young Luxembourg Countess on her way to her own room. She got up now and began walking up and down, feeling worried and uncertain. The young Countess's situation, her beauty and charm, made a deep appeal, and yet she was powerless to do what she asked and help her to escape from her uncongenial environment. The girl's suggestion had been singularly childlike. She wished to be allowed to go away from Luxembourg with the Red Cross girls secretly and to remain in hiding with them. I am not a useful person at present, she had pleaded. I think because I have never wished to be. But as soon as my arm is well, I am sure you will find, Mrs. Clark, that I can do a good many things that might be worthwhile. It would not be Red Cross work, perhaps, but I could help with the translating. I suppose there may be a good deal of confusion of tongues when the army of occupation reaches the Rhine. Sonya was thinking of this speech now as she watched the shadows in the old room, lighted only by a single lamp. A curious freak of circumstance that this same room had once been the Countess Charlotta's mother's. Do you think I might talk to your father? Would it do the least good? I suppose he would only think me extraordinarily impertinent, Sonya queried. 
in the years of her work with the red cross since the beginning of the war perhaps she had had a singular experience instead of finding as most women had that she had given herself wholly and entirely to the needs of the soldiers it seemed to sonya that the greatest and most important demands upon her had been made by the red cross girls always it was young girls who came to her with their problems their disappointments and difficulties and sometimes the difficulties were associated with their work but more often with their emotions but then it seemed that love and war had always gone hand in hand and at least the girls she had cared for had kept themselves free from unfortunate entanglements the soldiers they had chosen for their friends were fine and generous but with the little luxembourg countess sonya felt it might be difficult to guess what her future might hold she was willful beautiful and unhappy with perhaps but few congenial friends among her former associates at this instant the countess charlotta shook her head smiling no i don't think it would do any good for you to talk to my father mrs clark as a matter of fact it would make things more difficult for me to have him discover i have discussed my private affairs with a comparative stranger i shall probably say good-bye to you tomorrow and go back home but i want you to realize mrs clark how much i have appreciated everybody's kindness to me here and how much i like and admire american girls indeed i would not have added to your work if i had not been so anxious for their acquaintance you'll soon be going away from luxembourg to join the american army of occupation on the rhine may i wish you all good fortune the little countess held out her hand and sonya took it in her own for a moment then leaned over and kissed her may i write you after we go away and tell you where we are to be stationed surely there could be no objection to this and my dear some day i may be able to prove myself your friend even if i am forced to seem unfriendly now good night and sonya went away curiously depressed in a few days the temporary red cross hospital in luxembourg would close and she would probably never see the little countess charlotta again the soldiers who had been ill were now sufficiently recovered either to rejoin the regiments by this time approaching the german frontier or else to return to convalescent hospitals in france the reigning family of the little duchy of luxembourg had been courteous but none too friendly and personally sonya was anxious to rejoin her husband and the remainder of the red cross unit and to find themselves established with the american army of occupation gossip in luxembourg at the present time insisted that the grand duchess marie adelaide would probably be deposed and her sister invited to reign in her place sonya was hoping to be away from the duchy before this occurred and as this did not actually take place until early in january and it was now december the red cross unit had not to meet this political change left to herself the little countess charlotta did not go immediately to bed although bianca zoli had helped her to undress some time before and she now wore only her rose-colored velvet dressing-gown over her nightgown until it was midnight and the big house had grown quiet she sat alone her future was at present no clearer before her than upon the day when in a spirit of utter recklessness and foolhardiness she had deliberately flung herself from her horse yet at least she would never be so stupid again or perhaps so wicked finally getting up she lighted a candle and wandered first about the old room and then out into the wide hall she had an idea of going to bianca zoli's room and of asking bianca if it were possible that she could make her a gift an unusual gift perhaps the little countess desired one of bianca's cast-off red cross uniforms but then bianca did not sleep alone and would certainly be startled by such an extraordinary request 
moreover charlotta would have no reasonable explanation to offer for her request not being entirely clear in her own mind as to why she desired this possession later she tiptoed back into her own room and climbed into bed next day probably she would make her singular demand if she had no such opportunity at some time when the american red cross had departed from luxembourg she would come back to her own house since there she might find what she wished if it became necessary and she did finally decide to leave home she would require some disguise which her friends might unwittingly leave behind them End of chapter ten